today's very special episode of You Know It, Work Life Harmonize with Leah Davis. We're going to talk wealth, we're going to talk women, and we're going to talk wellness. Welcome to today's program. Hey, Leah. Hey, hey. so good to be here. So great to have you. Years <laughs> in the making. <laughs> yes. So we're going to dive in. I would like our listeners to know from you, what is it that you do, but why is it that you do it? Start with the why and then the what. Let's reverse engineer today. Ooh, why? I yeah. do I, I do my work as a wealth and wellness coach for women of color because I needed it. I needed someone like me around and there wasn't anyone available. Um, so based on just my life story, I was thinking about this, like, you know, when did this, my career start? And I tend to, I, I get narrow and think, oh, was at this particular time when I left this career? No, 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 no. Everything that has happened in my life has brought me to where I'm at today. So I'm really looking into and understanding and accepting that the experiences of my childhood, the violence that I experienced in the home, the controlling environment of being raised as a Jehovah Witness, all of these things, being a young single mother at 18, ostracized from a community. I mean, you, the list goes on. Um, battles and struggles with drinking too much, becoming sober, all of these things have led me to where I'm at today. Plus, add in the education and financial services and working in the industry. So I've combined my life experience as well as my professional experience um, of being a financial advisor and came up with being a wealth and wellness coach for women of color. That's how I came to be. That is exactly what we need right now in this world today, in particular for women of color. And I am white and I am privileged. We talk about this on the show quite often, and I am hyper aware of that. I am also amplifying every amazing woman of color that I can put onto this show because you need this platform and you have the voice. So shout out to other podcasters, radio show hosts, women that I know, and you know, I know you, and I know you're listening to this show. Thank you very much for your listenership. Let's get together and let's promote women of color. This is the year. This is the time. And if we aren't in sisterhood, I don't know what's going to change. Probably nothing because back to the bros, I mean, they're not going to do it. So for you gentlemen listening, you know, I love you. You're high in emotional intelligence. So get that intelligence, get your brothers and sisters together and let's make this that year. So let's transition now into what you're doing in terms of your own harmony across your key life facets of career, family, friendships, community, and your own well-being. Listeners don't usually get a little glimpse into our pre-show questionnaire or conversations. And I just love how you talk about the way you eat. Can we start there? Because I need to learn from you. So tell us about how you do that. So funny bringing that up because... Um... It's something in which I live by, and it also can be something that can be a bit of a struggle. And I'm shifting my terminology to be more of it, not from a struggle, but more of an opportunity for me to have a project. And the project that I'm on right now is just learning to eat better and better. So I didn't grow up in a home where nutrition was the focal point. It was, what do we got? 
we got to eat, you know, and then we didn't have a lot of sugary drinks because we didn't have the money to afford it. So, but now, you know, as an adult, I'm really starting to pay attention to the foods that give me energy and I'm noticing what does it. And I love sugar. Like I, I love sweets. I love desserts. Give me my chocolate. Give me some cake. Give me some brown. I mean, and I don't eat just one little bit. I will consume the entire tray of brownies if you let me in about two days. I mean, okay. So anyway, I, I do follow with my, I do train in CrossFit and I've been doing this for um, my 10th year, it'll be 10 years in October. And so about a year ago, I started paying more attention to how can I feel my workouts? And so I got into this program um, and it's about counting your macros. And I started doing it because I wanted to increase my performance. And when I did it, I went, oh, wow, I'm feeling better because there's no sugar. Um, you know, there's caffeine, but not too much. And it's more carbs, but more of the good nutritional carbs and very balanced with the fats and the protein. And I was like, wow, I'm feeling so good. And then boom, I'm right after I'm done with the, you know, the three month plan, I, I lost 11 pounds the first time, gained it all back. And then I lose a little and I gain it all back. So I'm like on this yo-yo. And I decided recently like, okay, I'm going to let go of this. I need to drop the weight, drop the weight, drop the weight. So over the past few months, I've been more like, okay, I'm just going to follow the macros and I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want to eat when I want to eat it. Okay. And yes, I do plump up. I'm in a little plumpier size right now. I can tell. And I'm saying that because my favorite jeans are not fitting me the way I want them to fit. So I'm like, it's okay. So I, I tend to eat clean most of the time, you know, so it's about 80% and I enjoy food. I really do. But I don't have the mindset. There are some people who will say, well, I work out to eat. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't really do a good thing because, um, it, first of all, it's just not really healthy. Um, and so it, it affects you in all kinds of different ways, right? Your workouts aren't great. Your, your sleep is messed up, your moods and everything. So I know that. So I'm kind of in that phase right now. But as of Sunday, I'll be right back onto my plan and I'll be feel, I'm feeling good about it. All right. So I hear a lot of grace being given to yourself and I want our dear listeners, some of whom are driving right now, some of who are not to really give themselves grace. We call for this on almost every show. So apparently we're going to keep calling for it. Give yourself grace, give yourself space, give yourself time. 80-20 is this thing for those of us that like to nerd out called the Pareto principle. It means that 80% of the time you do what's best for your body. You do what's best for your clients. You do what's best for your partner if you have one. No one's 100. Who's 100? Direct message this show. You can reach me at Dana.Mahina on Instagram, Dana Mahina on all the other places. You know it reach out. We want to hear if you're a hundred, not because we're going to make you feel bad that you're probably not, but we are going to get real with you because no one's a hundred all of the time. And when women, and you, you can react to this obviously as the woman of color representing on this show, when women in my world tell me, oh, I do it all the time. And I like six days a week and I have a cheat day. I start to unravel a little bit because I'm going, is that true? Is that real? How's that sustainable? Are they telling themselves the truth? Now other women feel shitty. How do you react to that? <laughs> Lovely Leah. I, I don't buy it. Yeah. Just like, you know, okay. So I said, I, I work out a lot, right? You know, I don't have the perfect spotless home because I would be spending all of my time 
running around, making sure every crack and everything is swept up. And then I wouldn't have time to go work out. So to me, it's like, I don't care if I have a sink of dishes right now, I'll get to it when I get to it. It's that 80, 20 rule in the household as well. So when I, you know, and it's interesting because in this coaching program that I joined for the counting macros and everything, I had a coach, online coach. And after you finish, it's called a cut three months, then they give you like a maintenance plan and you follow these macros and they kind of increase your, you can increase your intake. And, and then she's like, you know, you can have a cheat day. And I'm like, that doesn't feel good to me. First of all, no, if I'm going to have one day and I'm going to say, I'm going to have pizza and it's rolling into the next day. Like I know this about myself and it might be two or three days. Okay. And then I'll get back on it. So, but it was interesting that I was having this, when this coach is telling me how to be, how to be, and I'm having that battle with myself. Like I'm not good enough. I'm not following what's wrong with me, da, 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 blah, 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 blah. I've quieted that down in, in literally a year. And I accept the fact that I will have two to three days. I recognize that my workouts are going to be great. And that's my reminder because I was doing pull-ups a few days ago and it was rather hard. Whereas when I was eating cleaner for more consistent, it feels better. So now my eating is like, okay, I want uh, just this morning. I said, all right, I'm going to go back into my macros and eating clean as much as possible so that I can do five pull-ups in a row instead of two. That's it. This is exactly what we need to hear because it's actually realistic. (laughs) It's actually (laughs) achievable. And for any of you listening that feel like you got to be on the hundred, you are on what we call the hamster wheel running that sprint inside the marathon while balancing on the teeter totter, just ready to fall out, roll off and be exhausted. So I really want you to hear, not just listen to what Leah's saying. Leah, I want to transition into how you pick all that mindset stuff up and put it into wealth and wellness coaching program that you've launched for women of color. Talk to us about that. Cause I feel like there's a lot of similarities, aren't there? Between what, what I'm talking about and my coaching. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. It, talk it, to us about it. Yeah. So it carries over. So for me, and I work on this in myself, like you heard me earlier, I caught myself saying struggle and I switched it. So first and foremost, it is me paying attention to the words that I use. You will, no one will ever hear me say I'm old. And I jump all over people, especially women when they say, oh, I'm so old. You're no, you're 50, you know? So I don't come at them like that. I'm like, "Ah, ah, ah." don't claim that. Do not claim that you were old unless you want to feel old and be old and everything is going to come out that way in your experience. So yeah. That's the key thing that I do with my coaching is I listen really intently to the words my clients are using, the phrases and things that they're saying as they're speaking to me. And then I will say it back to them. And oftentimes they're so shocked to hear what they're saying. And then I I just start there and work on the language that they're using and then working on creating that as a habit because we have our brain and our neural pathways and just repeat rinse process and that grace you're talking about, you know, Nobody taught me this when I was growing up. This is all what I've learned from coaching my trainings with that, as well as all the books that have come my way exactly at the time they're supposed to for me to read. Like right now I'm reading Dr. Sue Morton's book on energy codes. 
that is amazing. I can't put it down. I just started the other day and I'm, I don't know how much has been marked up, but I know that a lot of her wisdom is going to now be incorporated in my coaching because it's now connecting the dots for me with other teachings that I've learned over time. So it's that habit formation, the behaviors, and really talking to my clients about what it is that their desired outcome is, really being able to articulate that. Because oftentimes when people or the women that I'm working with, they come in and they say they have these goals. Great. Goals are wonderful. However, that's not the outcome that you're seeking to experience. Let's get clear with that. Create a plan for you to reach that goal. Create the systems and processes for you to, um, I'm sorry, create a plan to reach your outcome, the goal, systems and processes for the goal, and then back it up with habits and behaviors to to move the systems and process. And first and foremost is mindset for the habits and behaviors. So that's kind of the the path that I take my clients on and I do the very best for myself. Um, and, you know, I, and my life has completely transformed over this over time um, in comparison to where I was. And I know that the same is happening for my clients. And sometimes it's right in an instant. In the instant, is there something that happens where women sort of say, aha, I wish I had known that before about um, financial empowerment. And now all of a sudden it's like, is it a light bulb goes off? What happens with women and what they're learning about financial empowerment by working with you? Yeah. The biggest thing that I'm learning, especially with my clients who are from all ethnic backgrounds. I mean, I have a client who's Pakistani right now. I have another one. She's Chinese. And both of these women, you know, in separate conversations, they have gone through different experiences is me being that voice to them to help them realize that they are the first woman in their family and within their direct community doing what they are doing. They have no awareness and are carrying so much baggage and they're harsh on themselves and not feeling worthy. And they're like in this state of confusion because they're not realizing that they're the only ones. And so like, for example, the client that I mentioned, she's Asian, right? She's um, leaving the tech world to start her business. And she's sharing with me that, you know, this is not what you're supposed to do. Um, you know, and I asked her, okay, the women in your family, what, what do they do? So she listed all the careers, doctor, lawyer, all these different careers. And, she, and I asked her, I said, so is there any example you have in your family dynamic of a woman who is doing her own thing and starting a business? And she just looked at me. And in that moment, that's where that, that realization occurred to her. And she did end up crying. And I, it's interesting because there, that was her third session. And the first two sessions, I could kind of tell she would mask her emotions with a lot of laughter. And so she would, and I knew, I could tell maybe some nervousness or, you know, so I don't, I just got to, you just acknowledge, noting, noting it for myself. And um, either way, like I said, you know, she ended up crying and she said, I can't believe that I'm crying and you brought this out of me. And, you know, um, but that is that moment right there for her. So now she realizes, and then I, and then I just, honestly, I just pumped her up. I was like, look, girl, you're the one that is making the change in your family. Think about the conversation that you're going to have with the next generation. Imagine you have a niece or a granddaughter that comes to you. I said, think of the things and the wisdom that you can pass on to them. Yes. Yes. What would you tell your best friend? Tell yourself. Right. Isn't it amazing how women do this number on themselves? And the second you flip that script, what would you tell your niece, your own daughter, your best friend? The advice is totally the opposite of that negative 
shit we tell ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Wow. So I am very interested in something you have coming up and in particular after the show, I'm going to ask you for that link to your newsletter and we're going to include it in the show notes. I know these women you're talking about who give money to friends and family when they really need to not be doing that. So what's this course coming up about? Talk to us. First and foremost, I haven't got the name yet, but it's coming to me. The course (laughs) built out because I'm just sitting on it, simmering on it. But point is, the course is for women, like you mentioned, who are giving money to friends or family or even individuals or people in the community. And they do it and they may tell themselves, I shouldn't, I'm not going to. And the moment that they're asked or they're hit up for money, they do it Um, and they continue to do that. And some may, you know, set up a savings account and then they take money out of their own savings to give to someone else. And then they're not able to save money for themselves and they put themselves in a bind. I mean, it just goes on and on. I've had so many women that I have coached and this is something that comes up. And typically these are the women, again, who are like the first ones in their family, the ones who've made it, the ones who've got the careers, the ones who've got the businesses. And I'm all for bringing our family and community up, but there's that, but not at the expense of, being able to take care of ourselves because then that can just change that that's still what is the good going to be for our family if we don't have enough to take care of ourselves when we need it and now our family is going to have to step in later on down the road because we were giving everyone else our money so this is what this course is for is for women to um, kind of understand and really first of all name it but kind of fess up to themselves um Look at why it's happening. Is it because they're afraid to say no, what someone would think of them? Is it because they there's the, the caregiver where they feel the sense of responsibility, they have to do it because nobody else will, or there's some kind of dynamic with another individual that they just they just you know feel pressure to do it and they do it. There's all kinds of different reasons. Um, so they can identify what that is. And then I'm not here, I'm not like the Susie Orman where it's like no, denied, you know, that's not my. That's not my style. Oh, that's good. Because I would definitely need to go stick my head in the toilet. No offense to her. She's a great, brilliant financial guru. I'm certain of that. And the shark and the shark tank and all that. However, most of us are regular everyday women. And it's it's gotta be something reasonable, realistic. And I don't know about you, Leah. I find that when women are overgiving or giving to others to the point where there's nothing left for themselves, guilt is also at play. Do you ever experience that with your clients? Oh yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of guilt. No, I don't experience that guilt. Um. I don't either. I gave it up for Jewish Lent and that's what I'm going to stay, keep it at. And that's what I'm saying at 55. Cause I ain't old. I just, co- I like to cover all the bases. I gave it up for every known reason because it's not real. It's manufactured and manipulative and passed down generationally. So ladies and a few gentlemen, give up the guilt. We have 8,000 shows, blogs, writings about that. We're going to run out of time. I don't want to run out of time. I actually really love the quote that you brought with you today. And I want to leave some time to talk about that in context. So Do you have your quote handy? I don't, but you do. Okay, I'm going to read it. Here we go. Michael Bernard Beckwith said, we cannot solve a problem. 
with the same level of consciousness that we created it. I had not heard that quote. That's badass, isn't it? It is. How does it apply to today's conversation, Leah? Okay. So if the listeners just take a moment and consider a situation right now that is causing them to feel some sort of pain, any, any level of pain, but it, there's a source of pain there. It, it is a, it's a problem. It's creating the pain. Okay. So whatever level and state of consciousness you were at or we are at that created the problem, we've got to shift that, transform it in order to solve it and resolve it. Right. We cannot, we, or we were just going to keep repeating it and it's going to show up in another different way, shape or form until we get the lesson, until we get the lesson. I am so, I'm really in soaking this in right now. This, I mean, I had a friend, I'll share with you. I had a friend the other day talk to me about an issue going on with her child. And she's telling me, you know, in her message, she's letting me know about what her child's future is going to be like. I'm thinking, but that, that, that child, they're, they're creating this and their level of consciousness will need to shift and change in order for them to get out of it. And that's going to happen because we do it all the time. <laughs> we do it all the time. I have a child like this. Some of my listeners have actually commented on her coming on my show two Mother's Days in a row. One of my daughters came both years, the other only one year and will probably never come back. Bless her. <laughs> that's her choice. <laughs> my older daughter. Really, the second you asked the question, I put myself in the shoes of the listeners and my pain went to ongoing worry about my oldest daughter's future. And I know better. (laughs) I coach this stuff. And for her, what I've been saying to her lately, which I believe is the essence of this quote, is that your perception is your reality, period. Does that make sense? Makes sense. So we're going to shift our perceptions. We're going to up-level our energy. We're going to eat a little cleaner sometimes. <laughs> What's the one other thing you want our listeners to take away from our time together today? And then I want you to, to also tell them, how the heck do they find you? Get that newsletter. You get to close out today's show. Lovely, awesome. lovely Leah. Do it. Okay. So I would love all the listeners who are hearing my words right now to just smile and know that you're exactly where you're meant to be in this moment in time. And whatever worries you have about in the future, don't trip about that because the worries that you had that brought you to this moment today are not even a worry anymore because you're here and you're experiencing it and you're thriving and you're getting through life. And the same thing down in the future. So it's it's a waste of time to be worrying so much about the future. And I know this is something I am constantly working on for myself too. I am not perfect. This is why I do the work that I do. So people can find me on my website. It is Leah Coaching. That's L-E-A-H coaching.com. For those of you who are interested in my course, sign up for my newsletter. The pop-up window will be there right when you go to my website. I'll be sending out some information about my course that'll be coming up soon. And you can also just, you know, dig around on my website as well. Find me on Instagram at Leah Coaching. Today's show has been a true gift, tons of advice, including so self-deprecating in terms of how you put yourself first. And believe me, leadership is 
people follow what you do, not what you say, and you do it. So we're really, really, really grateful. This has been a tremendous episode. We will definitely have you on again. Listeners, stay tuned. Coming up in the next couple of episodes is another incredible woman of color. She just wrote Stash. Her name is Laura uh, Cathcart Robbins. I cannot wait to interview her. Her story will blow your mind about getting through significant battle with addiction, Hollywood, and other stories that she will be telling on this show. So until we meet again from the incredible islands of Hawaii, we say thank you, Leah. Mahalo. And to the listeners, ahuiho. Ahuiho.